is uh, just a really, first and foremost, special child of the king, a daughter of the king. And she has an amazing life message just about all of us, really from the core of our being, um, being who we are, who God created us to be. I don't know all that she's going to share tonight, but every time she does, it's awesome. So open up your hearts to receive what the Holy Spirit has to give through Susan Folkler. Thank you for your welcome. So like Brent was saying earlier, this is Pentecost weekend. Um, but I was feeling like it wasn't so much the Lord wanted me to talk about um, Holy Spirit, but that definitely comes into play, but more about our spirits, because how many of you know we all have our own personal spirit? So we're going to talk about that, because the more you learn about your spirit, the more you get to connect with Holy Spirit, right? Pentecost has already come. We already have the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. It's already here. He's already here. We don't have to wait to get the goodies. They are already here for us. But we're all still learning, like we heard a lot of people share today, about how how to live that out, how to realize every day how much is available for us. So I'm going to just pray. Yeah. So I just, something, Lord, just in, this, in the worship today about how we have a wild life in you, how we have adventure in you. And God, I'm just thankful, God, that all we have to do is look to you. Look to you to get everything we need. Look to you to find full satisfaction so I just ask today that you would give each and every one of us ah, what we are hungry for, what we need, what you know we need, the deeper revelation, the deeper connection with you. Lord, show us, reveal to us what you want us to know about you, about who we are in you. Ha, ha. Just, just increase that connection, God increase and open up that access we already have for you, with you, into you. In your name, Jesus. Amen. So I called the talk, um, Riding the Wake of Your Spirit, and I'm going to get into why in a little bit. But um, like probably a lot of you, I spent most of my early Christian life not knowing much at all about the spirit, not really knowing I had a spirit at all. I remember an experience in my um, early Christian, earlier Christian um, life. I think it was around 90, 91, something like that. Um, I was in a worship service, and my daughter Karen and a friend of hers were singing. They were special music. You remember that when you did special music? They did a little song. And so it was the time to do the special music. So Karen and her friend Catherine were, were singing that song by Amy Grant called El Shaddai. And um, so they were, they were beautiful. They were singing. It was very pretty, and they were singing. But somehow, sometime in the middle of that song, now we know what this is. We all felt something happen, and we're all kind of looking around going, what was that? Yeah? 
I mean, this was the, you know, the kind of service where you have the order of service, you have the church bulletin, and you know exactly what's going to happen and how long it's going to take and all that. And at the end of the song, one of the pastors got up and said, wow, I don't know what to say. See, now I can look back and go, oh, it was all of our spirits were waking up and going, Holy Spirit's here, come on, let's do something, let's respond. But we didn't know what to do. We just kind of all looked around and went. So she kind of, there was a little pause, and she went, then she went on with the service because she didn't know what to do. We hadn't trained ourselves to recognize our spirit, to recognize how to connect with Holy Spirit. Fast forward mm, about 10 years, I remember sitting around a hotel room with some of you were there. I think it was in the middle of a women's conference, and I, we were in a hotel room with, I think, Sherry and Karina, maybe Marilyn, I'm not sure. We were all sitting around. We were talking about Holy Spirit stuff, supernatural stuff. Yeah, you remember, huh? And by now, we had spent a fair amount of time worshiping, and we knew how to recognize when our spirit was rising up and paying attention to stuff. And so we're just all talking, and we're all like, did you guys feel that? We felt our spirits kind of arise, and like, what do you think? So we started, we started asking Holy Spirit questions, because our spirits arose, awakened. He said, hey, something is going on here. And we started interacting with him, and all of us, except for one person, started, were, were invited into an experience with God. Just less like that, just coming out of a conversation, and everybody had a little heavenly encounter with God, just in our own little way, just because just we wanted to. Because we had been training our spirits, we had been spending time worshiping. We recognized what we didn't recognize 10 years earlier. So God gives us a spirit. There we go. A spirit soul and body. That's how we're all created. Created us in his image with soul and spirit. The body's easy. We all recognize our body. Our soul we're pretty aware of too. Soul is your, your mind, the things you think, your feelings, your emotions, and your will, how you choose things to make things happen. Now, when we're saved, all three aspects of who we are are impacted, aren't they? Now may the God of peace, in First Thessalonians 5.23, the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until that day when our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Every single part of us has been saved and is being saved, has been transformed and continues to be transformed. So I don't know, sounds to me like we can expect divine healing on a regular basis, doesn't it? Spirit, soul, and body are being kept blameless until that day. Now, I'm just going to talk a little bit about soul because what we're going to focus on is our spirit man today. Um, but our soul is kind of like this, kind of like an eagle walking. 
our soul, is, we're really in touch with our soul. We recognize our soul. We're usually pretty in tune with what's going on with the soul. It's our spirit man that gets a little trickier. So just like an eagle was not born to walk, if we try and lead our lives with our soul, we are very limited in how we experience our lives, in how we lead our lives. We just, just open up the newspaper, turn on the TV, you're seeing a lot of stuff happening through soul power, through opinion, through fear, through anger, through frustration, etc. That's That's soul. That's soul trying to rise up and make something happen. But that's not what we were born to do. Because when we live by the soul, we're living from earth up to heaven. We were born to live ha, from heaven down, from our spirit to earth. That's how we were born, to live in Jesus Christ. John 4, Jesus was saying this to the woman um, at the well. The hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, with our soul, with our spirit, all one, all united together, adoring him. And the more and more you learn this, to stay soul and spirit connected and whole, the more and more satisfied and fulfilled you will be. Because after all, he wants his river of life to flow through your belly, through the core of your being, whole, through your spirit, into your soul. And hence, from there, into the world to impact. Because you are walking in the kingdom of heaven here on earth. So, sometimes it's hard to s differentiate. Where is my spirit, my soul? Where do they, you know, interface? Where does one end and the other begin? Your spirit man is capable of some really amazing things. This is what the scripture says. Your spirit gives you the ability to soar over anything of the, of the soul. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.11, what person perceives what passes through a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him? Your spirit knows stuff about you you're not really in touch with consciously. Your spirit's always been with you. Some people suggest even before you were conceived. Your spirit's always been there. It's been there. It's seen everything that's ever happened to you, and it's seen, seen it from a perspective from heaven, not from earth. Our soul only sees in part, but our spirit has a much more clear view. That's your spirit. Your spirit. Hey, your spirit. How much more when your spirit connects with Holy Spirit? In Proverbs 20, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The lamp of the Lord searching all his innermost parts. So your spirit has access to all of you. Our soul kind of has its limitations, but your spirit man has got capacities, just incredible capacity to understand things and see things. So let's start talking a little more about our spirit. We quote this scripture a lot, and I'm going to quote it again. 
Ephesians 2, 6, we are seated in heavenly places. You know, this is not just a poetic thought. This is not just a nice idea. This kind of sounds cool to say we're seated in heavenly places, doesn't it? This is really real. Each and every one of you, your spirit is seated in heavenly places right now. Right now, with Christ, no separation, each and every one of you. Nobody's got to qualify for anything. When you said yes to Jesus Christ, you got in. Hey, right there. Yeah, you're there. You're there. Hi. So the, NL, the NLT says it like this. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we are seated with him in the heavenly realms, all because we are one. We are one. You are one with Christ Jesus. Hey. And this is pretty cool. <coughs> from, from the mirror. Hey. As much as we were co-included in his death, we are co-included in his resurrection. We are also elevated in his ascension to be equally welcome in the throne room. You are equals to Jesus Christ in the throne room of the heavenly realm where we are now, 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 right now, seated together with him in absolute authority. We are in Christ Jesus. So it's okay if your soul's going, I don't feel like I'm in Christ Jesus. Well, you know, it's like, get over your bad self, soul. You might not feel like it, but it's it's really there, you guys. You're seated. Just, just, just believe it. It's true. It's real. It's who you are. And you can't do anything about it. Yay. On your worst day, where you made the biggest mistake of your life, you are seated in heavenly places. And God was loving on you and adoring you just as much as any other day. Isn't that good? Things look so much different in heaven than they do on the this side. That's why we need our spirit so much. And we need to be aware of who our spirit is and what it's capable of. So, I was going to have my friend Sherry come up. Yay. And share a little bit of a testimony, only because just recently she went through something where she kind of... <laughs> I think she wants to share um, where she she kind of experienced that shift and we've all we have all had those kind of days right where we're like in the mud we're on this it's like you know we're in this our circumstances are getting to us or somebody's attitude towards us is getting to us and we forgot we were oh yeah I forgot supposed to be up there. I forgot I'm okay with God there for a little while. And we've all had those moments. So I asked her if she'd just share because she had something to share about that. Thank you. I can do this. Yeah. Wow. I'll walk a little cheat sheet. 
otherwise I forget what I want to say. Um, wow. Okay. A few weeks ago, I, um, I don't know, what was it, last week, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, whenever, I was experiencing um, extreme fatigue, um, physical and emotional um, exhaustion, and I just felt like life was being drained from my body, and there was a part of me that wondered, am, am I dying? What's going on with me? And, and, I, and it's not an unusual feeling. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but usually after a Burning Man or a New Living Expo, I kind of get that <laughs> suckage thing going on. Um, but this was just kind of out of the blue. And because, you know, prior to that, I was just humming along, living my life, doing my thing, happy, connected, um, at peace. Um, so my initial thought was, well, maybe I just need vitamins. Maybe I need to take a nap. Maybe I need to get more rest. But as this thing continued, um, I realized it was much deeper than just needing a nap or B12. And so I called Susan, because I, I, I felt a little uncomfortable calling some other friends saying, uh, I feel like I'm dying. Can you pray for me? I've got this vampire sucking the life right out of me. But <laughs> this one has experienced something similar. So I felt perfectly OK with like, help, help me. Um, what? And, and so anyway, during our conversation, I was able to, to pinpoint the moment that, um, that the shift began to occur when, um, when my spirit-to-spirit -spirit connection was, was disrupted, interrupted. And I, um, and my, my spirit-to-spirit -spirit connection, my spirit to Holy Spirit, and connection to my own spirit. I, uh, and I'm, thank you. Thank you for helping me pinpoint that, because I would have just been flopping around in my own strength, trying to figure things out, or eventually just kind of, huh, oh, well, I guess this is just how it is, and live with it. But, um, at notes, sorry. So anyway, I lost that place of living with um, lightness and um, life and instead was being governed by, by my soul. And it's an exhausting place to live and we aren't, we aren't, um, we aren't geared for that. We aren't created to live from our souls. And um, it felt like an internal push to live from my head, to communicate with others on a very superficial level from my head and instead of my heart. And um, it just had me really off kilter. Um, and there were a few things that needed to happen before I could kind of get back on track. Um, one was to, to actually just be aware that something was wrong, something's off kilter. This isn't how I normally feel. This isn't how I normally live. So, and, and to not attribute it to like needing a nap, um, to not not attribute it to the dark side taking over, because that that wasn't it either. It was simply my spirit being um, just misaligned. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
So uh, with Susan's help, we began to speak words of affirmation and love and acceptance to, to, my, to my spirit, my soul, my body. And um, just to breathe, I actually, I needed to, and I, I do this on occasion anyway, but close my eyes and consciously breathe in the well-being of spirit, the peace and the shalom of spirit. And um, to visualize the reconnection of, that's of my spirit to Holy Spirit, my spirit to myself. Um, and just to visualize it being realigned and reconnected. Um, and I guess that's it. Visualization, visualization plays a huge part in my life sometimes. So for me, I actually saw or see, it's kind of a goldish, silverish um, like chain. It's very, it's very delicate but very strong between me and Holy Spirit. And it just needed, I don't know what it needed. I don't know if it needed strengthening, um, realignment, but thankfully that shift took place and I'm, I'm able to, to live from that place of rest and peace again. So I'm happy. Yay. Thanks so much, Sherry. I so I always appreciate when I hear people kind of just be honest and open about what they go through because doesn't it help all of us? We've kind of all been there. We all understand this, how this can feel. So like Sherry was sharing, we were born, especially when we were born again. <laughs> we were born to start living from heaven down. So I'm going to read a little bit from this book called 90 Minutes in Heaven. Probably some of the, you have read this book um, by a man named Don Piper. He died for, that's what the 90 minutes was about. He was dead for 90 minutes and he was experiencing heaven. So I wanna read a little bit from this because um, I want you to be, as I'm reading this, I want you to think about this. This is what your spirit is experiencing right now. Right now, this is what your spirit's experiencing. Everything I experienced was like a first-class buffet. I'm sorry, <laughs> buffet. A first-class buffet. <laughs> Try that again. Buffet. He was experiencing a first-class buffet for his senses. I had never felt such powerful embraces or feasted my eyes on such beauty. Heaven's light and texture defy earthly eyes or explanation. Warm, radiant life, light engulfed me. As I looked around, I could hardly grasp the vivid, dazzling colors. Every hue and tone surpassed anything I'd ever seen. With all the heightened awareness of my senses, I felt as if I had never seen, heard, or felt anything so real before. I don't recall that I tasted anything, yet I knew that if I had, that no, that too would have been more glorious than anything I'd ever eaten or drunk on earth. The best way I can explain it is to say that I felt as if I were in another dimension. Never, even in my happiest moments, had I ever felt so fully alive. I stood 
speechless in front of the crowd of loved ones, still trying to take in everything. Over and over I heard how overjoyed they were to see me and how excited they were to have me among them. I'm not sure if they said words or not, but I knew they had been waiting, expecting me. Yet I also knew that in heaven there is no sense of time passing. And a little bit more. I marveled at the glorious music. Though not possessed of a great singing voice in life, I knew that if I sang, my voice would be in perfect pitch and would sound as melodious and harmonious as the thousands of other voices and instruments that filled my ears. In those moments, and they held no sense of time for me, others touched me and their warm embraces were absolutely real. I saw colors I would have never believed existed. I've never felt more alive than I did then. I was home. I was where I belonged. I wanted to be there more than I'd ever wanted to be anywhere on earth. Time had slipped away and I simply, I was simply present in heaven. All worries, anxieties, and concerns vanished. I had no needs and I felt perfect. So yeah, here on planet earth, we're still kind of in time quite a bit, but there definitely, there is a part of us that is in a different dimension. And God wants us to help us recognize that because it gives us, it's this amazing tool we use to help us when we need to process the stuff that's happening here and now where we get proper perspective. So the more you get this, it's not like you're gonna go into denial and pretend like everything's glorious and wonderful but it's like looking at it from a different vantage point, okay? So your spirit, here we go, your spirit is to be the eagle flying, soaring. That's how we are to live here on planet Earth. Doesn't always make sense, does it? When the mod of the rest of the world is living out of their soul, but we are called to live out of our spirit first and foremost. See, our spirit was born to receive directly from God. Everything that he has, he gives to our spirit, and then from our spirit into our soul. How about the fruit of the spirit? Our, the love, joy, peace, patience, faith, all that stuff. We can't quite comprehend that stuff. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense with our mind, but our spirit gets it, and our spirit helps our, our soul get it because we need help. <laughs> and how about, remember when Jesus was sending out his disciples and he told them, when you go to a town, if they receive you, release your peace. He didn't say, Release the peace of the Holy Spirit. He said, release your peace. How many know your spirit? Hi. Your spirit contains the substance of heaven, and you can release stuff through your spirit. Yeah? Release your peace. Hey, somebody shared earlier about how the woman received peace. Like it was sharing that when she prayed for her. We, have, we carry that stuff in our spirit man. 
because our spirit man is one with Jesus Christ. So everything of heaven is abiding in our spirit man. We can access it. We can do stuff with it. I think probably like anything, we learn. We need to learn how to do these things. Like just we learn to prophesy. We learn how to pray for healing. And we learn how the stuff in the spirit works. So our spirit man also is where we hear God's voice, isn't it? It's where our spirit, we hear his voice. Problem sometimes is when people say, I'm not hearing God very well. Sometimes the problem is it's not, okay, if your spirit is sitting up in heaven, I'm thinking your spirit is hearing God a lot. Our problem tends to be our soul can get a little bit loud. And if we are anxious or worried or thinking about a lot of stuff, we can't he always hear that still small voice. So it's not that you aren't hearing. It's just that sometimes there's too much other racket. Does that make sense? So you are here. Everybody in this room is fully capable of hearing the voice of your father. He loves you. He adores you. Of course he wants to talk to you a lot. Probably a lot more than any of us realize. I'll put myself there. I, I lot more. And I know I often have to sit and dial down. That was so easy once I started getting real quiet inside. Yep. So this is, I think, a picture. There we go. Got to aim it the right direction to get the clicker to work, I guess. Um, if you can imagine, your spirit is kind of like the sail on a boat. Holy Spirit is like the wind that blows the sail. But we have a choice, don't we? The sailboat also has a motor. <laughs> so your soul can kind of be like the motor and want to help. Let's get going. Come on, I want to go the other direction. But your spirit man, just like those two examples I shared at the beginning, our spirit man is that sail that's saying, what's going on? And being sensitive and becoming more aware and more tuned in. So I mentioned... Um, this, this um, scripture from Zechariah, I think Brent mentioned it earlier, where um, Zerubbabel, I think Zerubbabel is up in heaven having an heavenly encounter, and the angel of the Lord is talking to him about stuff going on on earth, explaining to him how God gets stuff done. And he says this, this is how God does stuff, because he's showing him about the oil coming out of the trees. And he says, it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Now, that's how God accomplishes stuff. And I'd like to suggest it's kind of how we get to accomplish stuff, too. Not by our soul power, not by trying to convince or, you know, trying to argue or trying to fight, but by our spirit. Now, surely, there are times you certainly need to do practical things. I'm not saying you turn off your soul and you don't do anything, but with that sensitivity in the spirit, we let the soul, the soul to get inspired by what our spirit is doing. One time when we were at Burning Man, um, I think one of the first years I went, there was this warlock that kept trying to... Um, to get to one of the people on our, one of the women on our team, I think he could see that she was vulnerable and he was trying to, I don't know, influence her or something. He was trying to talk to her. And 
and our, one of our leaders was discerning this and didn't go up and talk to the guy very much, but he had learned to discern his own spirit. And he simply used his spirit to push that guy out of our camp, not on my watch. And you know, that guy just left. He could feel in the spirit what was going on. I uh, can't mess around with those guys. They actually know they're Christians. I heard this story once. Um, somebody who had been a shaman, became a Christian, told this story. That when he was a shaman, um, they had to go through all these manipulations and fastings and sacrifices and all this to get spiritual power. And he remembered being so disgusted looking at Christians going, they have got all this spiritual power and they have no idea how to use it. Because he had to work so hard to make it happen. But we have access to the Father. We have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You see, it's our connection that makes all this stuff happen, all these wonder, wonder signs and wonders and everything. It's not that we got the power, it's because we have access to the one who has all the power, and he flows through us. It really is that simple. It's really believing how easy it is to connect is hard. It's just hard to fathom sometimes. So our problem becomes when the soul tries to lead. I was um, driving down 580 last week, and I noticed this um, an RV drawing a boat, dr um, pulling a boat, and I noticed this, the name of the RV was Spirit, and the name of the boat was Wide Awake. And I felt like the Lord was, sh was sharing with me that was, a, that was a picture of us, that our spirit pulls our soul. Our soul rides the wake of our spirit. And how many of you have ever water skied? When you're water skiing, the, the, the smoothest place to be is in the wake of the boat because the boat makes the way before you. If you get outside the, wa the wake, it gets a little choppy out there. But if you're riding that wake, the boat going ahead of you. It's the smooth place. And all you do when you're water skiing, how many know? When I first learned, I was like fighting it and you know, wiping out and all that kind of stuff. You just kind of lean back and let the boat, the power of the boat carry you. That's all you do. It's all about just being in position and you let the boat do the pulling and you don't fight it. You don't try to help. You just lean back and relax and the boat carries you. That's how our spirit leads. Our soul follows. So what's the problem? Why is this so hard? Well, this is the problem. <laughs> At least for a lot of people. <laughs> the problem can be our soul can be a little overdeveloped and our spirit can be a little underdeveloped sometimes. And how many know, you know, I know my spirit man is definitely getting stronger and stronger and stronger, but I can look back and go, yeah, I remember where my spirit didn't do much at all leading. It was my soul, my feelings, my rational mind did all the thinking, all the work for me. I'm learning, and we're all learning. 
And the really good news is we can keep building our spirit more and more and more. It will get stronger and stronger as we learn to cultivate it. You are a mighty warrior, but in your spirit, each and every one of you. See, when we know who we are in the spirit, our spirit knows. We know. Our spirit so knows. Our soul is still catching up. And this is what God tells us we're to look like when we're battling here on earth. We're going through stuff. Though we live in a world, in the world, we are not carrying on a worldly war. For the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but have divine power to tear down strongholds. So now the strongholds they're talking about there, they're not talking about, you know, dealing with strongholds over cities. They're talking about our own personal strongholds. That's what this scripture's about. So you have everything you need to deal with the stuff you come up against. And also, 1 Peter 2.11 we are aliens here on planet Earth. You are citizens of heaven. And we're just visiting here for a little while. And as aliens and exiles, abstain from the passions of the flesh that wage war against your soul. See, it's the battle the enemy does is against our soul. So if we try and battle back with our soul, it don't work so well. But what? We are mighty in power in our spirit for the tearing down of strongholds. Mighty in our spirit, man. You are amazing in your spirit, man. And the really, really good news is this. His divine power has bestowed upon us all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence. So you got everything you need. You have everything you need to lead, lead a very victorious life here on planet Earth. You have all that is required. God's given it to you through your spirit. Your spirit is light. Ephesians 5.8 says you are light in the Lord. He took some of his substance and he put it in you. You're made out of the substance and essence of God. And we know, we're knowing, well, the physicists are telling us more and more, light is substance. Light is made out of stuff. It's essence. It's, it's got stuff going on inside of it. It's energy. It's photons. It's got, they keep discovering more and more and more what that's all about. See, God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. And we are living and walking in this light as he is in the light. We have true unbroken fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin and guilt. We have everything we need to live a very successful life here. Everything we need in our spirit. So in the spirit, you look a little like this, dude. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah? So um, 
you know, you're probably all familiar with Ephesians 6 where it talks about having the armor of God on. Well, we're talking about, again, the spirit man. Your spirit man. Um, and this is verse 6.13. It is most important, therefore, to acquaint and associate yourself with every aspect of God's armor. Now you are fully fit to powerfully defeat any onslaught, any onslaught of the enemy on the day of confrontation. Having thoroughly accomplished this, you are triumphantly standing your ground. You get to just stand your ground saying, hey, it's done. This is finished. This is accomplished. In the spirit, so we get in trouble when we try and do it with our soul, don't we? When we try and rationalize, figure it out, make sense of it, or we listen to our feelings, that's when it uh, gets stuck a little bit. Yep, that can happen. It's happened to me, for sure. <laughs> and then I like the, me the message. We're all pretty familiar with it. From here it goes on to talk about, remember, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, shod with peace, all that. And this is how they say it's said in the Message Bible. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. These are not just words. These are your armor. These are real stuff. So you don't you don't stand your ground by, with a verbal debate with the enemy or with a person. You stand your ground because you know who you are. I'm righteous. I'm perfect in Christ. He loves me. He adores me. Yeah? Peace. Oh, my goodness. Peace. Peace is real stuff. Peace is not just um, the avoidance of any, any conflict. Peace is stuff. It's atmospheric, transformational stuff. It's something you walk into that you feel. So is faith. Faith is a substance, the scripture says. It's a, sub it's a thing you can grab hold of. You can feel when you got it. You can feel when it drops into your spirit. It's not just sort of self-effort trying hard to make something happen. That's not faith. We can ask God for faith. It's a gift we get from him, isn't it? All these things we get from him. We don't have to try hard to make these things happen. They're yours through the spirit. Accessible, fully accessible to you. Because you're his and all that he has is yours. See, I don't think when Paul and Silas were in prison, remember they got all beaten up and thrown into prison, I don't think they were spending, they were worshiping God because they're like, we're going to worship God and we're going we're gonna to get out of this place. I don't think that's why they were worshiping God. Mm -mm. They were worshiping God because their spirits knew. That was just what they needed to do. That was just the right thing to do. They probably didn't know. They might have been killed the next day for all they knew. They didn't know what was going to happen. But they chose to worship God. And they, weren't, they were probably hurting pretty good. But they chose to worship God. They knew who their daddy was. They knew they were seated in heavenly places. And they knew how whatever happens tomorrow, it's going to be good with God. So we can worship him and adore him now. 
So the really cool thing is we really can increase, strengthen the connection we have between our spirit and Holy Spirit, between our soul and our spirit. And there's things you can do to make that happen. Heaven is our homeland. We are primarily spiritual beings having a temporary earthly experience. So sometimes you're like, oh, Jesus, I just want you so much. I just want to be with you so much. That's okay. That's normal. That is that tension we live in here, here for this little while, isn't it? The heaven really is our natural homeland. And 2 Corinthians 5 says it like this, Here indeed we groan, and we long to put on our heavenly dwelling, so that by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we sigh with anxiety, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We yearn to be more in the spirit. We're already there. We're already connected there. And we're getting more and more of that. So we can strengthen this. We know a lot of things we can do. We can worship. We know we can worship God, and that strengthens our spirit. We read the word with our, not just with our mind, but with our spirit. And that strengthens our spirit. Um, there's a couple other things I want to point out, though, too. I think a couple weeks ago, Brent shared something that Karina had gotten. Um, we have a lot of power in choosing where to set our minds on. We have a lot of control, a lot of ways we can choose what we think about, what we focus on. And this is from Philippians 4. Do not be anxious. You know, anxiety builds up the soul, gets us focused on what's, temp what's here, what's surrounding us, what's focused on your circumstances, causes your circumstances to blow out of control. And the scripture says, do not be anxious. Fix your thoughts on what is true and what is honorable, what is right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and admirable what is excellent and worthy of praise. This is like food for our spirit. This nourishes our spirit. Focusing on this stuff strengthens our spirit and gets us focused on heavenly stuff. Uh, there was once at a time some years back, I remember being with Russ and a friend, and we were, I don't know, going out to lunch. And I don't know why. I just kind of had an attitude that day. I don't know. You know, I know that never happens to any of you. But I just was one of those days, I just was, I don't know if I was feeling a little left out or something. I don't remember. But I do remember this. At, at some point, Russ turned to me and said, Susan, why don't you tell Rick about that time where you saw the New Jerusalem? And I'm looking at him going, who cares? It's my attitude, right? Because I had recently just in work, you know, in worship, I'd had this experience where I saw the New Jerusalem. I'm like, I start telling him about this. Yeah, I saw it. And I'm like, oh, huh, wow, suddenly whatever was on me is not there anymore. And I'm feeling good and happy. And my joy just came back. Imagine that just that fast. 
and kind of like Sherry, <laughs> where it starts feeling like normal to be kind of, oh, poor, woe is me, poor little me. And yet, you can do these little things and just get, oh, my focus came back. I remembered who I am, just like that. That was too easy, God, just too easy, yeah. But it can be. So it's good to carry those kind of things in your back pocket for those little moments when stuff starts getting to you. Like when you start getting offended or something like that, because it's always going to be there where we have that opportunity. We could all get all capable of getting offended sometimes. But have a strategy, have a plan to get your mind put back on heavenly things. And here's here's my other um, the other thing I want to say. You know, all those things we were talking about to focus on. Also learn not just to focus out there but focus on here, in here, learning to love yourself. Because if you are rejecting any part of yourself, you're going to be contributing to the disconnect. God wants you to honor yourself, look for what's admirable, admirable in yourself, what is excellent and what is worthy of praise in yourself. That's not pride. That's not pride. That's sonship. That's being a daughter. That's recognizing, thank you, God, that you made me me. I'm grateful that I'm me. I don't want to be anybody else. I'm so glad I'm me. So if you're not to the place yet where you can say that, ask him to start helping you, letting go of any reasons you're holding against yourself that you're not okay. He doesn't see you that way. Not at all. He chose you to be you. You were his idea. You can't do anything about that. And why would you want to be anybody else? He wants you to be you. So it's time to just start agreeing with him and saying, hey, yeah, your ideas are better than my ideas. I'll go with you. He wants you to love yourself. And the problem then is disconnect. That is our problem. Very often more than a had bad habit or a sin issue, the problem is that we tend to sometimes disconnect because we were born into rejection. We were born into disconnect. It seemed normal from the beginning. We felt that rejection thing from the very beginning. And so it kind of, but the cool thing is when we got saved, Jesus said, no more rejection ever, ever. You are accepted in the beloved. And I accept you so much that if anybody else out there rejects you, it will pale in comparison to the weight of my glory and my acceptance for you. I heard this um, quote recently by Graham Cook. The measure of a man, he says, is not in how happy he is, but in how little it takes to make him happy. And I would suggest the same thing for us. The measure of the connectedness between our spirit and soul okay, is measured in how little it can, t- it can take to make you happy. Because being connected, being wholehearted, allowing spirit to flow through you is fulfilling in and of itself. It's just like... We don't have to do anything today. God just hanging out is just fine. This is as good as it gets right here. Yeah? How many know what I mean? When you get to that place in God, that's like, 
Oh, yeah, this is just good. This is just, oh, yeah. Everything else is icing because that's the place he wants us to live, whole, fulfilled, free, connected. And the really, really good news is God is not capable of rejection ever. Love does not reject. It can't do it. Not capable of it. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or cold or in danger or threatened with death? And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels can't and the demons can't. Our fears for today are worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sea or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. The problem, of course, is sometimes we feel rejected. We feel it. Our soul feels. Because it's all around us. It's what we're born into. It's what's in nature is. Rejection. Yeah. That's why Jesus came to say, I accept you. I want to be with you forever. But, you know, Jesus was not born a superhero, an ex-man with superpowers. He was born a man like us. What made him special was he knew how to stay connected. He knew he was loved. He knew from the get-go nothing could separate him from his father's love. And so he knew how to stay in that place of, I know what my father's doing. So this says that when he said, well, greater things could we do, and you're going, but how can I do greater things than Jesus? Well, it wasn't Jesus so much that did those greater things. It was Jesus being connected with his father that allowed those greater things to take place. And you are, after all, his brothers and sisters, he calls you. He says he puts you in that same position in heavenly places and said, everything available to me is available to you. You are just as loved in the beloved you are, just as accepted. You belong. You belong every much, every bit as much as Jesus does. He said, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. We can say, we are in the Father, and the Father is in us. There is no separation. We have full access to everything in the Father. Um, in that, I think we all, or most of us probably remember that scene from the Lord of the Rings. Um, where Eowyn is on the battlefield with King Theoden, and Theoden just got taken out, and he is dying, and Eowyn stands up, 
to fight the witch king Nazgul to defend her king. And she faces him and he says to her, no man can kill me, right? She takes off her helmet and says, I am no man. Well, I have a little bit of, I'm going to switch it up just a little bit, just a little bit here. For us, walking through our life here on planet Earth, when we are feeling like we're going through something, and we're feeling like we're, we don't know what to do, and we forget who we are, we can, and the enemy comes to you and says, hmm, no human can take me out. We're like, excuse me, I am not a mere human. I am spirit. I am spirit. I am spirit. I'm seated in heavenly places. And yeah, things aren't going so well down here right now. But this does not define who I am. I am seated right there with my Father in heaven, and I know who my daddy is. I am no mere soul. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's true. You are no mere humans. Yeah? Not mere humans. Not one of you. Don't you wish we could all see each other who we really look like in the spirit? That's one of my big things. I just, oh, God, I want to see that. I want to see what we really look like in the spirit. I know we are all going to do that someday. But I think we would just be blown away. We probably couldn't handle it. Yeah. So I just, um, just in closing, um. I'm wondering if any of you have been feeling like maybe you've just been kind of trudging through mud lately. If you might like to stand up. Hi. Or if you just want prayer. I don't care. But in particular, if you just feel like it's been kind of hard slogging lately. I just want to bless you in your spirit to arise. Hi. I call your spirit to arise and remember you are seated in heavenly places. And I give your soul permission to sit back and relax. You get to stop working so hard. You don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to make anything happen. You get to rest in peace. No, you're known. You matter. You matter. Everything about you matters. Is known to the Father of Lights. He cares for you. He knows your name. He knows your thoughts from afar. And I call you to arise to your full stature in Jesus Christ. I bless your spirit to know with ever-increasing confidence just how much favor is yours. There, seated in heavenly places, you're seated there. There is no care in the world. You are being fed with heavenly food. 
heavenly pleasures, heavenly delight. You sit continuously with the Lord. You partake of the fullness of his joy. His joy is yours. He enjoys you. He delights in you. The things from yesterday aren't even in his mind. He is looking at you right now. In this moment, he's looking at you, daughter. He's looking at you, son. He is smiling upon you. You can look upon his face that shines ever upon you with deep, warm acceptance, friendship, understanding, love that flows seamlessly, unmeasured, unmeasured, unmeasured from his heart to yours. There's always enough. There is always more. You are welcome to feast unreservedly at his table. Don't hold back. He wants you to participate. He wants you to partake. He wants you to enjoy. Come with eager childlikeness to this table. Playful. Enjoy. Eager. You're welcome. You're welcome here. You're wanted here. You are wanted. Drink in deep the stream of his pleasures. It is all yours. It is all yours. It is his delight to give to you all that is his. There can be no separation. You are in him, and he is in you. You are inseparable. You can't be separated from him. You can't be separated. Nothing can tear you away. Nothing can come between you. He will never deny you. He can't be disappointed in you. And he can't turn away from you. And I bless you to know the Holy Spirit has been given to you in fullness, in fullness, to indwell you, ever-increasing awareness. The Holy Spirit delights in you, wants to help you, wants to teach you, wants to empower you, wants to inspire you, wants to have fun with you, Hi. wants to enjoy you, and wants you to enjoy him every day of your life. All that is good and perfect and acceptable is yours for the taking. Because this is your inheritance. It is yours in Jesus Christ.